You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine for the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group. American National Insurance, and Spiritless. As the weather turns colder and you're looking for a truly delicious glass of red, I have an idea for you. Chimney Rock. Most everyone knows Napa makes world-class wine, but not everyone knows that within the Napa Valley lies a very small but very special subregion called Stag's Leap District. It's home to Chimney Rock Winery. This winery specializes in Cabernet that is truly delicious. The wine is filled with beautiful layers of complexity and finishes with a velvety texture that Chimney Rock is known for. This is a wonderful option for gift-giving and a perfect option to bring to a special dinner party. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, Visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love a great founder story. That's why I love the story of Kentucky 74 from Spiritless, three young women from Louisville, Kentucky, who had the idea for a healthier bourbon. Healthier in the sense it has no alcohol. So you can have an evening cocktail with no guilt and almost no calories. It is so delicious. I love to squeeze an orange slice, a couple of dashes of bitters, shake it with ice, and then strain it into a beautiful glass and just kick back. If you'd like to try a bottle of Spiritless, you can use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For The Podcast, where we meet the world's most innovative and fascinating minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's podcast is Kimball Musk. There's sort of a a famous phrase of, you know, pioneers get the arrows, settlers get the land. Mm. We have that sort of unfortunate, maybe, I love it, but <laughs> unfortunate genetic trait of bring on the arrows, you know, where <laughs> it's the only interesting place to be. That is Kimball Musk, a chef, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, and a passionate advocate for urban gardens and the equitable accessibility of nutritious food. Listen, Kimball's story is amazing and is a testament to following your own passion and being ready to take that fork in the road. I met up with him in the town he loves, Boulder, Colorado, at his all-time favorite restaurant, Oak on 14th. Please enjoy my conversation with Kimball Musk. 
Hi everyone, today I'm in Boulder, Colorado, on my way to dine with a true visionary, a man who has started a food revolution. He has dedicated his life to making sure real food ends up in every corner of this country. I can't wait for you to meet Kimball Musk. Hi there, Kimball. Hi there. How are you? Good. I'm gonna give you an elbow. Okay. All right. Thanks for doing this. Thanks How for are coming you? out. How are you today? Really good. It's a beautiful day in Boulder. Welcome to Boulder, Colorado. Nestled in a valley at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, this is an outdoor lover's ideal playground. A town also bustling with innovation. It consistently tops the lists of the happiest, healthiest cities in America. And according to Bon Appetit magazine. It is also one of the country's premier food towns. It is here that I meet up with South African-born, but Boulder-based Kimball Musk, a true visionary in the world of food. Today, he is taking me to one of his absolute favorite restaurants, Oak at 14th. When they shut down the restaurants, I didn't go to my restaurant for my last meal. I went to Oak for my last meal. Rooted in a farm-to-table approach, Oak's mouth-watering new American fare offers just the right touch of adventure to cater to its hometown crowd. I think there's a lot of adventure in Boulder Diners. You know, a lot of people travel and a lot of people see a lot of different things and a lot of people really enjoy what we have here. Being new American, we can, you know, kind of pull things from different places around the globe. Every dish is cooked over oak-fired grills that fill the air and send a soft, warm hug as a first welcome, a nod to the genuine warmth at the restaurant's very core. Hospitality is being authentic and being yourself and being how you would treat people that come into your house, and that's the thing that we do here, and that we always talk about putting on the blanket of hospitality to, so everybody feels really warm and cozy when they leave with you. It is the perfect place to sit down with Kimball Musk, whose incredible success as an entrepreneur has been marked by both a sense of adventure and a deep appreciation for human connection. In the mid-90s, Kimball blazed the trail in tech, working with his brother Elon to develop the first mapping software for the internet. When this company, Zip2, was acquired, they both became multimillionaires. He then struck again as an early investor in what would become PayPal, and then later, Tesla. But while his famous brother stayed in tech, Kimball changed course to pursue his true passion, food. He enrolled in the French Culinary Institute to become a chef and now helms an emerging restaurant empire, including the highly successful The Kitchen Restaurants and next-door American eateries. With his startup, Square Roots, he is leading the charge to innovate urban farming by growing organic food in shipping containers. And through his nonprofit, Big Green, his goal is to put healthy, beautiful learning gardens in schoolyards across the country. Today, Kimball shares his incredible story of success and his recipe for a life of passion and adventure over one of his all-time favorite meals. Thanks for joining us. Would you all know what you'd like to have for lunch this afternoon? Yeah. Uh, well, I would love to have the kale salad, which I think is the best kale salad in the world. And then uh, roast chicken, awesome. which is uh, my favorite dish to eat in the world. Same here. Today we feast on Oak's standout kale salad, featuring crisp apples and candied almonds with a kick of togarashi, a special mix of Japanese spices. And from the wood-fired grill, the roasted chicken with seasonal vegetables in a miso ginger broth. Of all the restaurants in Boulder that you could have chosen as your favorite, why did you choose Oak to bring me to? 
Uh, so Oak is one of the best restaurants, I think, in the country, not just in Boulder. And what I have found, if I eat at my own restaurants, the kitchen or next door, which I love mm -hmm. and, and love what our team does, I'm always working. Yeah. So for me, being able to go to a restaurant that I really respect, yes. the food is delicious, the service is amazing. Uh, yeah, so it's just great to have a restaurant that, that is just so good and I can just relax and enjoy. I feel like COVID has changed so many things about our world, but one of them is that we need hospitality now yeah. more than ever. Yeah, right. You know, so many people need that totally. human connection. Yeah. And restaurants, at the very minimum, provide that chance to connect with someone and yes. be transported somewhere else. You've said it, you hit the nail on the head. Human connection mm -hmm. is, we live for it. COVID is, has really separated us and potentially wired us to stay home and not be connected to humans. And so it's really uh, a wonderful responsibility and obligation on our side as restaurateurs to, to make being, being in a restaurant so much better than being at home by yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we're gonna do it. Yes, and to transport people. Transport to, people to a different, different world. Different place, yeah, yeah different exactly. world. And so uh, with having said that, I'd love for you to transport me to South, South Africa, to give me a little glimpse of what it was like to grow up in your now famous family. And also, you know, where did the seeds of the entrepreneurial spirit that is so much a part of your family come from? Yeah, you know, for us, being an entrepreneur was kind of a given from when I was, you know, could first start speaking. Mm. Our grandfather, my mother's side, he was a he was a explorer in Africa, so he's mapped the Kalahari Desert, and um, for one month out of each year would would go and sort of figure it out. And that um, entrepreneurship gene, that pioneering gene. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it's just been kind of been with us from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, there's sort of a, a famous phrase of, you know, pioneers get the arrows, settlers get the land. Mm. We have that sort of unfortunate, maybe, I love it, but <laughs> unfortunate genetic trait of bring on the arrows, you know, where <laughs> it's the only interesting place to be. Other so, people can have the land, but we want—we we just want to be the first to be there. So it's the adventure, it's the, it's the adventure, it's the, yes. even the danger, if yeah. you will, because well, it is scary. You know, the the scariness and the terror is is great. Is is one of my favorite phrases. Is adventure is terror remembered in a point of tranquility. Mm. So you really so, actually have to be afraid. It's at the looking moment. back. If you and when you look back, you go, "Wow, that was an adventure." That was an adventure. Yeah. And 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 I imagine too with your brother Elon that you had to have been taught to uh, challenge assumptions and to yeah, really think, think outside the box and allow uh, your mind to have infinite possibilities. I mean, I feel like that's what really defines your family is a sense of infinite possibilities. We, we did get inspiration from, from my mother and, and even my dad in some ways. Um, South Africa is also a very much a wild west environment where it's a very dangerous place to grow up. You really, you have very little respect for authority. That was the apartheid government to the last mm -hmm. people you would respect. So mm. I think coming out of South Africa as an immigrant, mm. um, you come to America and you, you, can, you can question the status quo without mm. it even, it just comes second nature. I think that's very crucial. Uh, yeah. that, that really defines you and defines yeah. your family is, is being able to question the experts and to question what people tell you you can do yeah. or the limits. It was coming to America and diving headfirst into the emerging tech industry that gave the Musk brothers a platform to launch their limitless mindset. 
In the early 90s, they founded a company that was acquired for over $300 million. Even with all of that success, in his heart, Kimball wanted a different path. When you look back at your time, your early days with PayPal and working in the tech industry, what was it about the restaurant industry that appealed to you so much? You had already achieved success in one arena. What was it that said, you know what, I should go to culinary school? So I sold my first company, Zip2, which was, we were the first to do maps and door-to-door -door directions, and it's incredible to see that online. And we, the company was acquired by Ultavista, then acquired by Yahoo, became Yahoo Maps, and it was super cool. I mean, mm -hmm. to be honest, to be part of that internet wave was, was an adventure. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> it was very exciting. And, um, uh, the, but I wasn't a tech guy. Hmm. You know, I, I, my brother was, mm -hmm. and he is, and he's one of the greatest tech guys ever. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was about, my life has always been about food. I mm. love food. I've cooked. But tech wasn't your passion. Food it just was wasn't, your passion. I mean, I'm, I'm good at tech. I, I, like, I can build an iPhone ordering app pretty easily. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't get me going. Mm. Um, Food, I, I, started, I started cooking for my, for my family when I was 12 years old, mm -hmm. and I cook food, and I, I, like I love roasting chicken. I could roast the chicken, and it would feed everyone pretty well, mm -hmm. and maybe some vegetables as well, but... So the process of cooking you enjoyed, and then the process of nourishing your family. Nourishing the family, just feeding the family where, where you know, my, my, my brother's a very high-energy guy, my, my sister's a very high-energy girl, my mother is always, always working and busy with stuff. When I cooked, mm. everyone would sit down and they would eat. And we'd get to connect a little about what's going on in our lives. And that connection, that human connection was, you know, it really starts with the food, but, but at the end result is human connection. If I could have done it another way, maybe I would have found a yeah. way, but food is human connection. Well, I like to think that those moments when you can sit down and nourish your family are really what life's all about. It's like, what life's all about. And it, they're the beauty of life. Yes. It is the power of this connection, the joy and nourishment of sharing real food that would pull him away from tech to enroll in the French Culinary Institute in New York City. While there, he would endure the days of devastation of 9-11 and experience the unifying power of food on a whole new level. We'll have more from our delicious meal in just a minute, but first, thank you to our sponsors. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you, so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American national agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American national companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, 
Visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. As the weather turns colder and you're looking for a truly delicious glass of red, I have an idea for you. Chimney Rock. Most everyone knows Napa makes world-class wine, but not everyone knows that within the Napa Valley lies a very small but very special subregion called Stag's Leap District. It's home to Chimney Rock Winery. This winery specializes in Cabernet that is truly delicious. The wine is filled with beautiful layers of complexity and finishes with a velvety texture that Chimney Rock is known for. This is a wonderful option for gift-giving and a perfect option to bring to a special dinner party. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. After 9-11, you had the opportunity to cook, volunteer for the firefighters. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and how it affected you? Yeah, it was... uh is obviously 9-11 very traumatic. So this was, I think, the most wonderful way to process the trauma. Mm-hmm. I, I got very lucky. One night where I got to cook salmon, we did a salmon dish with dill sauce. Was mm-hmm. a, and I took it out to the ATV where it gets taken down to the firefighters. And that one night, uh, they didn't have a driver. And so they said, can you drive it down to to the firefighters, mm-hmm. and I said... Down to ground zero? Down to ground zero, yeah. like like literally where the piles, giant piles of melting yeah. metal were. And I was like, you, you bet, yeah. uh, of course, I'd love to. And uh, I didn't kind of know what to expect, but s- slowly but surely the firefighters start coming in, they took their, their outdoor, outside outfits off, and they're totally covered with what's white dust, and exhausted and draggled, and, and they, they weren't even talking to each other, and they would sit down, we fed them their food, which was delicious, real food, and so you just started to see the life form in their face, mm. and then they would start talking to each other mm. across the table, and that human connection mm. comes back, mm-hmm. and the and the life in their bodies and their souls just starts to come back, yeah. and they went right back out into those piles of melting metal to save American lives. Mm. It was the most beautiful, joyful experience I had ever experienced. Really. Much more so than I had ever experienced in cooking school or yeah. even cooking for my family. And it was, it was that that said, you know, I really need to do a, a restaurant. Mm. I really need to do it. It's, it's not the same as PayPal. It's not the right. same as all these very exciting big companies. But it's what I want to do. Yeah. It's deep. It's important. It's nourishing. Yeah. It nourishes my soul to connect with the guests. Mm. I love it. A few months later, he headed west to Boulder, where he would build his dream opening a restaurant called The Kitchen, the first of a family of restaurants that would sprout up around the country. Of the restaurant industry, there's so many different aspects to it, from you know curating a menu to the actual cooking to running to scaling a restaurant. If you had to pinpoint what part of the restaurant industry is most Kimball? Yeah, well, it has changed over time. I'm a chef, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I trained as a chef and I worked as a chef and I loved the back of house. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I have, uh, it's, very, it's a very hard job physically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then our team underneath us just are also really talented. Mm-hmm. So the food that they were coming up with, um, you mentioned the crab fried rice you eaten at the kitchen. Yeah. That's a fantastic dish uh-huh. that it I is. had nothing to do with. <laughs> and right. I'm like, 
we need to pass the mantle to yeah, these guys. It's, lo it's allowing them to have the creativity. Yes. Right, because that makes a difference because they too, like you, started with their love of cooking and you have to feed, you're managing a team now, right? So you're, you're finding out what feeds each person and, and making sure that they have a great experience working yeah. for you, right? They, they get to get their creativity out, but also they're better than I am. Mm. And that's, that's wow. important. I want, I want people around me to be better than I am. Doesn't this This look looks amazing. So beautiful. The presentation's beautiful. The classic roasted chicken with just the right size kale salad is both savory and sweet. The matchstick apples and togarashi give it an unbelievable flavor. This meal is so simple, and yet the execution is anything but. First, I want to just say how phenomenal this is. This is the kale salad, yep. correct? It's a perfect little side salad. I'm really interested to know how you went from a restaurateur, someone who wanted to start their own restaurant, to having a bigger vision for food around the country. Sure, uh, let me take a bite. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. It is good, right? Sweet, yeah, it's delicious. The apple in it. Yeah, really and spicy, so sweet well. and spicy. Mm -hmm. Delicious. So I had um, opened the kitchen. Mm -hmm. We started working philanthropically with uh, a local school garden uh, nonprofit called, uh, called the Grow Foundation. And I had found it to be a good thing to do, but I wasn't paying super much attention. I was more like mm. helping fund it. And I, I was kind of a checkbook philanthropist. Wow, that is delicious. Mm. A little crispy, tender. So good. Mm -hmm. I, I was actually at TED, the conference, mm -hmm. And I watched Jamie Oliver do a speech on mm -hmm. how we need to do more for kids and food. Mm. Two days later, I went down a ski hill in Wyoming on an inner tube, and I landed on my head going 35 miles an hour, and I broke my neck. Oh. I was paralyzed on my left for three days. Were you going to be paralyzed for life? Or well, what? my spine was ruptured, but it wasn't ruptured at an angle, so they said that I won the lottery and they can fix it. Over those three days, I, I, my good friend Antonio, my brother was there, and I was like, I'm gonna work on food, specifically mm -hmm. kids and food. I wanna, and I woke up on a, on a Wednesday morning and they said their surgery was successful. And just as he vowed, Kimball went to work on a big vision for learning gardens, first developing innovative beds that were easy to maintain, enjoyable to use, and could be built to scale in schoolyards across America. It was the beginning of his now thriving nonprofit, Big Green, that today sows the seeds for an understanding of real food, how it is grown, and how it can nourish your body and your soul. And what was it about introducing real food to kids that was so important to you personally? I knew, I knew how much of a difference it was making in the school garden nonprofit that I was working on. Mm -hmm. It increased kids intake of fruits and vegetables by two by two x mm. amazing um, and then um, it also uh, improved test scores so if you're in fifth grade teaching science to fifth graders you get a 15 point increase on a 100 point scale teaching them science in the garden versus in the in the classroom amazing results this uh, is part of the school this is part of the school part and of the curriculum part of the learning totally and we needed to work with the school district that they believed in it as well and so we now go into cities and we do 100 learning gardens at a time. Wow. We are, we're over 100 in Memphis, we're at 200 schools in Chicago, mm -hmm. we're working our way towards 100 in Detroit, almost at 100 in Denver, 
Pittsburgh, we're at almost every school, uh, Indianapolis. And what's that like for you? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, and I get to get to know these communities as well. We were now almost at 700 learning gardens. Wow. And, um, you know, if not for COVID, we'd be even higher. We, we build, you know, 100 to 150 a year. When you look forward, um, you have the kitchen, the restaurant, the mini empire. You've got uh, Big Green. What is next for you? What is the next vision that you are trying to tackle? I would say that my next purpose is very much about ensuring that restaurants thrive. And it sounds like tackling uh, issues, tackling problems, obstacles is part of what gets you going. So in a way, you're in your element right now. Yeah, I'm definitely in my element. And um, I, you know, I'm now 47 years old. I'm not, I'm not a young kid. I have fought enough battles where I can kind of go, no matter how afraid I am of the future, we will get through this. We I will mean, get through and, this, and, and we, we need will more be better people for saying it. that. Yes, we will get through this. We'll be better for it. Mm -hmm. It will be hard, yeah. and um, we will get through it. Mm -hmm. And and I know that at the end of this, we'll be looking back at it and saying, "Wow, what, what an interesting time." What I find so fascinating about you is that you have been successful in two incredibly difficult sectors, tech really at the early days, and then the restaurant industry, which is one of the most difficult industries in our country. Uh, you it is been, really hard. You have been successful in both arenas. What do you tell your kids when they are planning for their future and they're thinking about what they want to do and what they want to be, um, drawing on your experiences in both environments? You know, I think that it's about doing what you care about. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'll use tech as a good example. I went back into tech in the 2000s, and it wasn't my passion, mm. you know? So it didn't give me what I needed to get through to the other side. You uh -huh. know, you, building a business successfully is super hard. Uh, the, you know, the, the term we use amongst our community is, it's like chewing glass and staring into the abyss. Amazing. It is so hard. And for the, 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 the message there though is, you really have to like your glass sandwich. Mm. And if, if it's the restaurants and there's a total implosion in the restaurant industry right now, mm -hmm. I love the restaurants. Mm. I wake up in the morning and I'm excited mm. to figure out what we're gonna do today. I'm mm. excited to solve for this future where we are connecting again as, as humans and our society is able to freely associate with each other. Mm -hmm. um, I live for that. After an unforgettable meal, Kimball and I take a stroll down Pearl Street, the heart of Boulder, Colorado, a place Kimball has chosen to live for the past 20 years. And uh, you've never left. And I've never left. I've so, been here almost 20 years. <laughs> so that says everything. Yeah, and I am an immigrant, so for mm -hmm. me, I could literally live anywhere in, mm -hmm. in the country or any country. Right. And I choose America and I choose Boulder. When people hear the name Kimball Musk, what do you want them to think? I mean, I think for me it's... I love smiling and laughing and just a joyful, joyful engagement in the world. Mm. And whether, whether it's restaurants, you know, restoring people, uh, building that human connection, just joyful engagement in life. Kimball walks me to his restaurant, The Kitchen, right next door to his other restaurant, Next Door Eatery, which is casual, fun, and affordable. Oh my God, it just brings so much joy to, joy to me, yeah. tear to my eye, yeah. to walk in and feel the energy in my restaurant, any restaurant. It's obvious to see why Kimball chose the restaurant business as his true north. 
To him, food is just the beginning. It is a portal to connection. As he said, joy. His next mission is one that will need all of his creativity and strength, saving restaurants and the restaurant industry. And no one has the answer. No one really knows. No one knows. has the answer. No and, one really knows how And you just it. have to trust that we have we are a resilient society, that we will get through this and we will be better on the other side. But you have to trust that. Yeah. It is not obvious. Yes. Seeing what isn't obvious is a superpower. And Kimball does see the world differently. After massive financial success in the tech world, Kimball could have chosen many different paths. Instead, he chose to follow his passion, cooking. At first, it helped to connect his family at dinner time, and that was satisfying. Now, that same passion nourishes a community. But it's his broader mission that makes him a visionary to save restaurants and to bring real food to people who would never otherwise have it. That is someone with a hunger for a better world planting seeds now for generations to come. Thanks for listening to To Dine For, the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For, the podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Gulmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.